Welcome to Game That Poo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game That Tune. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, this is the worst possible episode to join us for your first time because normally what we do is we pick three songs from a game, play those songs, pick a little trivia, try to guess the game that that song has come from. Whoever guesses the game correctly, the most games correctly, gets to choose the theme for the next episode and then play some bonus tunes as well. That is not at all what we're doing on this episode of Game That Tune because we are in the midst of August absurdity. This is when we try to figure out who is the king of the show. And instead, this episode, we are looking at who is going to be the contestant that challenges me in the finals for August Absurdity. So we Wait. are doing something a little bit different. Um, there's three people, John, John, and Jesse, who are going to challenge for the crown against me. And so I have decided to figure out who is the best of the three via a special quiz show. We're still sort of workshopping the title on that. Um, I know Quiz Show is kind of a generic type title, but um, that's what we're going with now so that we can avoid any legal jeopardy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have a question. Uh, yes, Jesse? <clears throat> I don't understand why you're hosting. Because I was under the impression that the Crimson Ninja was going to be uh, hosting because he's the one who won for one. He won the, the thing. And two, he's the one who issued the challenge. Uh, you were eliminated from the show like fucking months ago. <laughs> Feels like it at this point. Uh, Jesse, uh, David got back into the competition under a bit of a ruse. He was the Crimson Ninja. Wait, no. that When, when was that revealed? Uh, That's you know, not well, true. I talked to him in the radio. Yeah, he's there the too. Radio it's chat. Weird. We were talking. He it was, was very uh, friendly. It was a multifaceted ruse. See, Jesse, the the no. Crimson Ninja is. He's not real. You, you know what? Let's let's go he's, ahead. And he's start real, in, he's real not, in all our hearts. I don't understand. No, That's let's. A lot. Let's just let's just go ahead and start the episode. Jesse, the, the Crimson Ninja is fine. He's fine. So um first let's first and foremost, uh, let's introduce our contestants. Uh, we've got John Harrington. John say hey. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's John Harrington. You know this guy. We've got uh, John Regan, Johnny, say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Jesse, say hey. Hey. So now that we've introduced our contestants, uh, let's introduce our categories. So for our categories, we've got Sega. Mm. We've got fan requests. Only 90s kids will remember. 
<laughs> RPGs, and finally, it's a me. So the control of the board goes to the winner from the last episode. That's me. So, however, you're not a um, contestant. Stop doing this. <laughs> exactly. I am not a contestant. So, uh, in the meantime, I'm going to use a uh, random number generator. Give me just one moment. I apologize. Uh, beep boop beep beep boop beep. All right. So, uh, control the board first goes to John Regan. Hey. John, uh, please pick a category uh, as well as a uh, point total. Um, I'm gonna go with RPGs for five hundred. Okay, RPGs for 500. God damn it, he did this last time too. <laughs> now, real quick, so uh, so this specific game visual clues, we're going to hear audio clues, right? Um, and then do uh, we, yes. do we all answer? Trivia, I'm sorry, there will be a trivia hint and then uh, a song played and then an, an answer will be provided by you. If we're going with the rules that we went with last time we did Jeopardy, everybody answers. If you get the answer wrong, you lose points. If you draw a dick, you don't lose points. If you get the answer right, you get the points. Got it. Got it? RPGs yeah. 500? There's an in-game achievement for filling out all eight gem slots for any character. This is called Truly Outrageous. This is a reference to the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms. Already? You know, we have 25 games to cover, so <laughs> I tried to find short songs for them. Oh, I cut that out early. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, I, Johnny apparently cut that out early. I, I thought we were capping them at about a minute each. We uh, need to discuss a lot more. You know, this hurricane's really fucked everything up. Uh, okay. um, most, most of the songs are capped at like minute and a half two minutes um hey, I'll, let so him, might, I'll let them write unless they're over two minutes yeah there there might be one that goes a little bit longer but i'll bring that up to you um so so far um jesse has drawn a penis johnny has drawn a penis so no points awarded there um john harrington says xenoblade chronicles uh let's see what the answer is revealed uh, sorry, hold on. I shouldn't have to be doing this. Uh. Whoa! <laughs> it is Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii. Awesome. I also apologize in advance. I should have written down all the answers in advance. Um, I'm working on rectifying that now. So yeah, this is Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. Yeah, and I, I only guessed it because uh, 
it was it was a completely random guess. I just guessed an RPG. So, man, lucky me. Lo and behold, I would have picked an RPG on the Wii. Um, With a character that's in Smash Bros. <laughs> you know, it's it's a series that I, I kind of want to get into, and I, I might pick up three, but I'm just not 100% sold, you know? Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard about Xenoblade Chronicles, they are uh, pretty cool. Uh, but they are slightly uh, old school meets new school in that they don't really respect the player's time and they take a long ass time to complete. And there was a time where I thought, you know, that doesn't really work for me, brother. Uh, and then, you know, I dropped like a couple hundred hours into Tears of the Kingdom this year and I realized, you know, I've got my gaming time back. I could probably swing it. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I think well, about see, it. And that's the thing. Like, I keep thinking like, oh, I don't have a hundred plus hours for a game. It's like, I've put so many hours into Animal Crossing and Splatoon. Like, right. I could swing it. I just want to make sure it's a game that I'll enjoy for that amount of time. That's the thing. Yeah, I got a couple hundred hours to play a game I want to play. But, you know, if I, you know, play through Xenoblade Chronicles and it turns out I didn't like it, I'm going to feel real bad. It's not like seeing a bad movie. It's like seeing 50 bad movies. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, I'll waste 90 minutes on a shitty movie, but like, that's one of those things where people, it, it always gets me when people are like, oh yeah, once you get through the t tutorial, after the first like 20 hours, then the game <laughs> gets good. I was like, it, I yeah. am not investing 20 hours in crap. As someone who's playing Final Fantasy 16 currently and has finally gotten to the point where I've got my full like move set available, you know, I'm I feel that it's like I'm glad I pushed through because this game is quite fun. But man, long ass RPGs they uh they do be long, man. Um, so um, John, man. you got the answer correct, which means control of the board is yours. Uh, please, Hell yeah, pick a category as well as a point value. You know what? I'm going to do it the regular Jeopardy way, and I am going to start with It's a Me for 100. Uh, I believe you mean the regular quiz show way. Uh, Excuse me. So, this is the first game in the series to have a vocal theme song. I have an answer without even hearing it. Wait, maybe not. Shit, uh, Johnny, please stop. I did not update that track. Uh-oh. You're saying, that sounds a lot like Super Mario All-Stars, uh, which, um, to my knowledge, does not have a vocal theme. <laughs> so you know what? Everybody gets 100 points because <laughs> I made a mistake and did not update this track. Uh, the correct answer is Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Hooray! See, guys, trust in me. Trust in me. I will get you the points. Yeah, I I had originally gone with um, All-Stars, and then I updated it to Odyssey, but apparently did not update the track, for which I sincerely apologize. Yeah, uh, egg on our face. That's a peek <laughs> behind the curtain. That is all on me. Everybody gets 100 points. Yeah. However, Super Mario Odyssey, pretty great game. Yeah, it is. So I'll take It's a Me for 200 points. All right. So um, an automated phone message that was sent out to people who pre-order this game at GameStop incorrectly stated this is a mature rated game. Hey, 
Mm. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's see some answers. My kind of game, my kind of galaxy. So, um, Jesse has drawn <laughs> Mario riding a penis. Sadly, incorrect. Um, John Harrington says Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, John Regan says, what is Super Mario Galaxy? So, John Regan phrased his answer in the form of a question, which is correct. Uh, John did not, so... Are we saved by those rules? <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I am, I am fucking with you. I am not going to do that. Uh, well, John I mean, and Johnny both get points. Also, in fairness, last time that we played this, uh, we said our answers aloud so that we had to abide by that. So we can start doing that. We can start doing what is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's honestly not necessary. Um, yeah, we're so is... behind anyway. We really shouldn't keep adding wrinkles to the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Super Mario Galaxy. Um, Toy Time Galaxy, right? It is, in fact, Toy Time Galaxy. Stay um, out of my search terms. Uh, I have seen your search terms. I am yeah. <laughs> not going to be searching that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mario Galaxy, arguably one of the best Mario games ever made. Mm-hmm. Toy uh, Time Galaxy. Inarguably. You know Do what? arguably would... and inarguably mean the same thing? You know, I kind of feel like it's a flammable, inflammable type situation. You know what I'm All right. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Mario Galaxy. It it came out in 2007 for the Wii. It was revolutionary. Oh. A lot of fun. They re-released it as part of Mario 3D All Stars, and you know what? It still fucking holds up. Yeah. You know what else holds up? Super Mario Galaxy 2. But they didn't put that in that damn collection. I'm really upset about it. They did not. Um, and as well as my, as the host, opinions on Super, Mal Super Mario Galaxy 2, I'm going to say let's move on. Um, Johnny, you also got this correct in addition to John, so control of the board goes to you. Pick you know it what? to me for 300, goddammit. Yeah, it. no, I was gonna, I, that, that's my plan. Let's do it to me 300. Yeah. It's only for 300, not including ports or re-releases. Re this game marks the final playable appearance of Donkey Kong Jr.
gentlemen, let's see some answers and or dick drawings. Mm. Mm. All right, so uh, Jesse has drawn a penis again. Uh, Johnny says, what is Mario Tennis? And John says, scribble Mario scribble tennis. Judges? I scratched out Super and Galaxy. I'm, I'm, I was trying to be efficient with my uh, my time here. <laughs> yes, uh, the judges will accept that. John and Johnny are correct. This is Mario Tennis for the N64. You really didn't need to play a sound for that, but thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I think, no, we need to be playing sounds. We haven't been playing sounds. Um, yeah, this is Mario Tennis for the N64, the last appearance, or last playable appearance of Donkey Kong 64. Um, technically... Wait, who? <laughs> technically a Super Nintendo sprite of Donkey Kong Jr. appears in Mario Kart Tour. However, you only select a character and then they do their own thing. Like, you don't actually play as Donkey Kong 64. So that's how we're justifying that. Also, it's, it's Mario Kart Tour. Fuck Mario Kart Tour. Like, that game doesn't count. That game introduced Detective Baby Rosaline. Fuck Mario Kart Tour. David, okay, David, fuck Mario Kart Tour aside. You keep calling Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> You've done it like three times. <laughs> I, yeah, it was one like I missed the first time it happened. So then every other time I was very confused. Was like, wait, you, I, I, I was real confused. I, Sorry, I, I did a slight mind double take the first time, and then like a full double take the second time. The third time, I just lost. It. So, I uh, really feel like Crimson Ninja wouldn't have messed that up. Ugh. I feel like I feel like David does exactly what he's fucking doing. <laughs> Honestly, like seriously, Donkey Kong Jr. should have appeared in Donkey Kong 64. Donkey was, Kong Jr. should make a comeback. Was this the final playable appearance of Donkey Kong on the Nintendo 64? Could that be what's tripping you up? You know, I don't want to go through the dates because it will probably make me wrong, but I'm looking to make you wrong. It's August Absurdity, and you are in the final, and I hate you. <laughs> the, the point is, Donkey Kong Jr. is a great character who last appeared on the Donkey Kong 64, and we need more Donkey Kong Jr. Okay. Was the system called the Donkey Kong 64? <laughs> Look, the point is, I don't think the scores were updated. So, <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, John Harrington, control of the board goes to you. And you know I'm going who... with It's a Me for 400. All right, so uh, the ringtone when Princess Peach calls Mario is actually the title screen music from Super Mario World.
All right, gentlemen, who's got their answers? I do. What is an answer? All right, so, um... Jesse has a drawing of a penis that awards no points. Um, John Regan says Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> Paper Mario Jr. Sadly, that is incorrect. That um, loses you points, dog. <laughs> John oh, Harrington shit. has Super Mario Sunshine. Also incorrect, which loses <laughs> you points, dog. <laughs> <laughs> At least my guess made sense. <laughs> Yeah, shit, so I forgot doing answer, a joke yes is a bad idea on Jeopardy. Yeah, it is, Johnny. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> the correct answer, this is Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. That fucking game. Alright, so it's to me 500, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking what game? <laughs> uh, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door, a beloved Paper Mario game. Uh, apparently the best game in the Paper Mario series says who says the internet um, I I played it and I didn't quite get into it but at the same time I played the original Paper Mario and didn't quite get into it so maybe Paper Mario is just not for me mm, I mean there's a lot of things about Paper Mario that are for me the playing of it is it feels like not for me. It's uh, it's charming. It's hilarious. It, it's got a fantastic art style and cute characters and you know fun spins on the world of Mario. But it's so, so baby's first RPG that I just can't <laughs> like. It, yeah, it, you take Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and make it the most charming game possible. I'm still like, man, this is. I feel a little too old to be playing this at all times. I need to try the new ones. I feel like they've been trying to change it up and make the new ones more playable with new new formulas and new ideas. And do not play Sticker Star. Okay, I no. I was talking story. Origami King because at least okay. Origami King has like uh, like puzzle battles. That feels refreshing compared to hold A until the game tells you not to hold A and score bonus points like you know paper mario look at charming games but a little uh a little simplistic I yeah know. i played thousand year door it didn't quite grip me i played the original paper mario it didn't quite grip me oh i played God. sticker star for like 20 minutes i was like okay this is <laughs> not for me <laughs> oops oh man um, um now, real quick, David, on the Mario RPG front, do you draw a hard line between paper and Mario and Luigi games? I would prefer to not answer that question because we hmm. have four clues left in RPGs. So, ah, okay, fair enough. Then let's close out. Poss possibly, possibly this will come up again. Uh, I'm sorry, John. What do you like to go to? It's time to close out It's a Me. Let's get through the Mario stuff for 500. All right, so this game's internal code name was Slope.
are you doing? <laughs> I, nothing to worry about. <laughs> Gotta look up more porn. Yeah, I'm horny, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably looking up tags because I don't think I changed that. But uh, I'm looking up answers. All right, so it looks like uh, John, Johnny, and Jesse all say Mar Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, please, press the please press the space bar. Oh. That is the correct answer. <laughs> right, yeah, sir. I, I don't know the Super order of these things. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2. Um, I've heard it's bad. No, this is this is definitely oh. a game that happened. Um, it is a very good game. The only problem is it is a very good game on the Switch. Which has many good games. Whereas the first Super Mario Maker came out on the Wii U and everyone was like, oh, thank God. Um, yeah. yeah, people yeah. weren't really like hurting for games on the Switch. That's true. Yeah, Super Mario Maker made a big splash on the Wii U, also because the touchscreen system made sense on the Wii U. Uh, a touchscreen-based game on the Switch doesn't quite make as much sense. You know, I, I love the Switch. It's a great system. But I think people might have realized early on, like, wait a minute. Uh, you know, I either have to play it touchscreen mode in handheld mode or play it, uh, use the touchscreen and then dock it to play on the TV, though they didn't think this through quite as thoroughly as they might have. It's uh, just one one drawback to the Switch. The only one. And that and the kickstand. And that's the thing, like, Super Mario Maker 2 on paper is an amazing sequel because it adds slopes, it adds multiple boss characters, like, it adds a lot of features that people were wanting for the original Super Mario Maker, but at the same time, like, oh, cool, I can play, like, a better version of this game, as well as Breath of the Wild, and Three Houses, and Splatoon 2 and 3, like, all of a sudden, like, yeah, this game's not as important as it was on the Wii U. Like, people were starved on the Wii U. I, you not know, so much for the Switch. You know, I wish Nintendo would do is he says Super Mario Maker Two sounds great on paper. I wish that you could go to a game store and buy a pack of graph paper <laughs> that is being sold as Super Mario Maker Two on paper. I mean, honestly, that's a good start to making super mario maker levels you don't just start dragging and dropping and doing stupid bullshit like every super mario maker level ever that i've somehow found online you should draw your fucking levels before you <laughs> fucking start making them the graph paper is necessary um, oh yeah there's definitely two kinds of levels in super mario maker 2 as well as one which is I have thought about this concept and have planned it and have decided to fine tune it. And I'm going to throw a thousand angry suns at you all at once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Idiotic trap levels or levels that like play you a symphony orchestra or the world's hardest and least fun level ever made. Like it's a, uh, you know, there's a lot a lot of you know, rich things to do in this game. Uh, haven't played a lick of it. I, I really got my fill with the first one. <laughs> um, yeah. 
That, you know, I was also thinking, you know, speaking of paper, what about a Paper Mario Maker? Hmm? I believe that's just called RPG Maker, and you can download it on PC. Okay. Does it have paper and Mario characters? Because I'd be into that. I feel like you can edit the sprites. Um, so that concludes the It's a Me category, and I'd like to take this moment to um, very briefly talk to our candidates, uh, talk to our contestants. Um, so, John, um, I understand that uh, you you have a young son, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, you have another family addition along the way. Well, I haven't announced that on stream yet, David. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for putting that information out there into the world. Oh no, you've just been looking at pets at the uh, adoption center. I, I was referring to your cat that had kittens. Is there something else you'd like to mention? <laughs> no, man. We yeah yeah we got we got a great kitten. Uh, you know, my son named it Happy. We're all very happy with that kitten. Uh, that's the only family news from the Harrington household at the moment. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your kitten happy. And that's, that's great. It um, feels like it's too old to still be breastfeeding, but it's, uh, you should still, breastfeed your cat. It's still doing it. I mean, it still goes for the nipples. So, it, it, you know, it feels like it's overstaying its welcome at the old, you know, nipple trough. But it's the only one left. We got rid of the other two, and I think the mom is feeling, you know, neglected. So, you know, she's still breastfeeding the. Oh, I thought now, you were breastfeeding it. Now, three and a half month old cat. Like, yeah. when do you start just, you know, physically separating a kitten from its mother? I, uh, I, I, I'm not asking you, David, host of Game That Tune Jeopardy. I'm asking the world here. So hit me with your uh, uh, weaning tips for yeah, well, uh, kittens. Leave a I voicemail. Mean, <laughs> John, you're talking about like three and a half months year old, three and a half months old, still breastfeeding at the nipple. Don't we all wish that was us? Johnny, um, I understand that you've been going into competitive snowboarding. Oh, yeah, I actually have. Wait, no, I haven't. Why would you ask me that? What a weird thing to ask me. I've never uh, snowboarded once in my life. I asked you that because you specifically sent me a message saying you should ask me about something random like competitive snowboarding. <laughs> well, David, he said he's been hitting the slopes a lot. Johnny has a cocaine problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that cocaine is a big problem in Baltimore. Is that not where you're from? No, that's heroin, David. God. That, well, Same heroin thing. is a big problem everywhere. That's... <laughs> no, it's a Baltimore thing, Johnny. I watched The Wire. <laughs> Listen, John, I'm reading what the cue cards tell me. <laughs> so, uh, Jesse. Yes. I understand that you uh, recently relocated into a new home. I did. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 300 kicked my desk through the doorway thank you for clarifying for our podcast listeners <laughs> you really shouldn't have set that desk in front of that giant hole Jesse yeah. <laughs> it's so enticing man I, just, oh, I look into that hole and I just want to kick something into it don't, don't say this is madness in front of Jesse I'll fuck that desk up yeah, oh not again 
There goes one of the cats. <laughs> Get off the nipple! <laughs> so, um... This is weaning! <laughs> so, um... Uh, Jesse, the, uh, the board is on to you, so, um... Go ahead and select our next category as well as point value. Uh, let's do only 90s kids will remember for 300. Oh. Alright, only 90 kids remember for 300. If this game is played on a Super Game Boy, the oh. rumble feature will be disabled. Also an audio warning. Apologize. I thought that MP3 was going to be significantly louder. Um, well, so let's see some answers. Well, I turned it down because he said something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Give, give people on a music show an audio warning. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Jesse has a drawing of a penis. Uh, John and Johnny both say Pokemon Pinball. That is correct. Uh, this is Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy, released, I believe, in 1999. So, fitting our 90s category. So, pretty safe bet that no one would play it on a Super Game Boy. <laughs> well, you know... I don't know, man. There are some real weirdos out there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were people who adopted very late to consoles. Uh, famously, I got a Super Nintendo... When I was in college in like 2005, so yeah, I definitely played Pokemon Pinball on Super Game Boy. Right, I was gonna say, yeah, it, it's one thing to get a Super Nintendo, you know, I don't know, nine years after the last worthwhile game came out, but to get a Super Nintendo in 2005 and then also get a Super Game Boy and play Pokemon Pinball on it would be quite absurd. Um, well, what's the point of getting a Super Nintendo in 2005 if, if you're not, not using it for the Super Game Boy? 
Now here's a question, David. Is the GameCube and Game Boy Advance guy around here? Did the Game Boy Advance player with the GameCube play Game Boy games? I I'm gonna say no. Okay. And I'm gonna say that without looking it up, so I may be incorrect, I, but I'm I, gonna I, confidently say no. I know this, and the answer is actually yes, it does. Oh shit! <laughs> so. And that's why I said I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> so So the point being you could have gotten a Super Nintendo a couple years after the last worthwhile GameCube game came out, and then gotten a Super Game Boy, but you could have just been playing Game Boy games on your GameCube the whole time. That's, you know, it's interesting. That's, that assumes that I also had a Game Boy Advance as well as a Link Cable. You did. Which I absolutely I did. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Good. So, I, John so and John... I'm sorry, I just want to say, I'm so disappointed. Can you imagine if the remote feature was not disabled and your whole Super Nintendo is rumbling as you play this game? God damn. <laughs> I mean, it didn't take much to jostle that thing and freeze your game. So yeah, a rumbling uh, Game Boy game would not have worked also, at all. Also, there were some Game Boy... I think there was at least one Game Boy game that had motion controls. Can you imagine playing those oh, yeah. while lifting up your entire Super Nintendo? A Kirby tilt and tumble on your Super Game Boy? No, not so much. <laughs> you know, picture playing that Boktai uh, Solar Boy Django and having to take your Super Nintendo outside to charge it in the sun. <laughs> None of these are good ideas. Did, did you not play your Super Nintendo sitting in the backyard? I mean, I, I'm a classic back porch gamer. Uh, you know, I did grow up in St. Augustine after all, but, uh, you know, no, not so much. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I played a lot of games on a CRT TV on a porch, but no, I didn't, I didn't do that specific thing. No. All right. So, uh, Johnny, you locked in the correct answer first. So control of the board goes to you. Um, please pick your, uh, category and point total. Uh, let's do 90s kids for 200. Alright. This game was not originally developed as a game. Instead, it was made as a test case for rendering 3D models and texture mapping.
Uh, based on the song, based on that song, I'm thinking it has something to do with uh, Rule 34. All right, uh, gentlemen. As I struggle with my mic stand, let's see some answers. All right, so um, Jesse has a drawing of two penises. Uh, John says balls, and John Regan says Tekken. John Regan is correct. So yeah, the original arcade version of Tekken was originally made as a 3D modeling um, program for Namco. And then as they were adapting like characters and textures, they're like, what if we could make a 3D game with this? And that's kind of how Tekken appeared. Hmm. Well, today I learned. Hmm. Yeah. A little embarrassed because I'm the Tekken guy and I didn't get that right. But I, you know, really, if, uh, I have to admit, I hopped on board Tekken at Tekken 2. So, yeah, shame I on me. I think you need to start be Tekken this more serious. I was going to say shit. I was really kind of hoping John would carry the Tekken 1 conversation because I don't have shit to say about Tekken 1. There is no Tekken 1 conversation. There's no conversation about Tekken really until Tekken 3 or 4. It's, I was going to uh, say, I feel like Tekken 1 is like Street Fighter 1 in that it's a thing that exists, but Street Fighter 2 and Tekken 3 is where the series began. Well, in actually, no. Tekken 2 was pretty fucking dope. It, it uh, Tekken 2 expanded the roster uh, and had like literally like secrets you could unlock in the arcade version. You know, me and my buddy spent good times at the white birds family mini golf center arcade attempting to like do the unlock things that we had read about in fucking game pro to unlock like roger and alex in tekken 2 and like prototype jack like there were there was a lot to do in the tekken 2 arcade game they they really hit their stride there no but tekken 1 it yeah it is what it is. It's fine. It's the first game. But it's, the series did start hitting a stride pretty quickly after that. Tekken 1 is a tech demo, not a game. Only 90s kids. 100, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Um, Yuzo Koshiro, the game's composer, later released a CD album which remixed music from the game with a full orchestra.
I'm also realizing I probably should have called that Kuzo Yoshiro. Uh, mm. Gentlemen, let's see some answers. It's definitely going to confuse Johnny. He's There's no way he gets this right. <laughs> nice answer, Johnny. All right, so uh, Jesse has a drawing of a penis in a box. John says Coldacept, and John Regan says Act Razor. Johnny is correct. <laughs> this is Act Razor for the Super Nintendo. It is? It is. Um, that particular song, I am going to stall for time to see if I can find the exact title. Um, I believe that particular song is In the Castle from Act Razor. Um, so yeah, I believe it's a late game song, but it is definitely a song from Act Razor. Act Razor was a game released in the 90s, and Act Razor was pretty fucking dope. Did you play it? Sure. <laughs> For the purposes of this conversation. Um, now, unfortunately, Act Razor was one of those games that skipped me by, but Act Razor is one of those games that seemed so cool because it was part life sim trying to, like, be a god and cultivate towns and civilization. And then every once in a while, you just beam yourself down as an avatar of that god to just whoop ass against monsters. Like, that's a cool-ass concept. It is. It's a really great game. Um, yeah, my suspicions are confirmed. David, I just want to let you know, uh, this song was not used in the game Act Razor. Uh, that symphonic CD that you talked about, it used several unused tracks, and this song does not appear in the game. Um, just saying, well, as a guy that actually played Act Razor front to back a few times, I'm justified in having not heard that song. Sorry, Kuzo, that I didn't buy the CD. Well, in that case, uh, John and Jesse both get an additional 100 points. And uh, Jesse sent you got the answer correct. Uh, the board is yours. Mm. Um, let's do uh, fan requests for 400. All right, fan requests are 400. Uh, Badland Games donates 75% of their profits from physical game sales to a fund set up for the developer's son, who unfortunately has a rare disease.
<laughs> Everybody got up. Uh, so Jesse, how have you been doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I was just drawing a weird penis. Um, spoiler. I was drawing but, a couple uh, cute little characters that could be penises, but they could also just be little dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were real. That cute. might. You'll lose points if they're not penises, though. It's a walk in the fine line, I think. Okay. Now, okay, I was gonna say, what about a combination of words and penis? Hmm. Ooh, like there's that one guy on Jeopardy who signed his name like a penis. <laughs> God, yeah, Gavin Belson. A <laughs> 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 good signature. <laughs> Powerful. All right, uh, gentlemen, not hearing anything that you just previously said, let's see some answers. All right, so everyone has a drawing of a penis. That is, drawing of a penis is not the correct answer for this game. Um, oh, so this is Axiom Verge. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Muddle Madness, for the request. Muddle's cool. I like him. Yeah, I like Muddle, too. Great member of the community. Great patron. Uh, great requests. I got nothing on Axiom Verge. We can talk about Muddle for a few more minutes, but most cool Axiom dude. Verge is, Axiom Verge is actually kind of a cool game. It's like a Metroidvania style game, but no way. You're able, you're able to like hack the game world, so that's how you can sequence break and stuff. Can you um, play as Muddle? Unfortunately, you cannot play as Muddle Madness. However. You can control the board as Jesse Moore. Uh, Jesse, where are we going next? Let's do Sega for 400. Sega? Excuse me, Sega for 400. This was the first game in the Sonic the Hedgehog series released on a non-Sega made console. with a classic song. All right, gentlemen, let's see some answers. All right, uh, amazingly, everyone has the correct answer. This is Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Oops. Hell yeah. Best handheld they ever made. <laughs> what? Wait, this is... That they ever made or ever made? Ever. Like, really? In the history of all mankind and wow. games in your hand. Wait, hold on. Ever Where made? Where is the end page? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. 
You know, part of me wants to argue based on the fact that the Switch is also a handheld system. And then I was like, well, the Switch could be a console, so maybe. And then I remember that the 3DS exists. Like, seriously? That's the hill you're going to die on? You're saying this is better than the Duck Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. You're saying this is better than a handful of Tamagotchis. <laughs> Are you definitively saying, Jesse, that the Neo Geo Pocket Color is better than the Virtual Boy? Is that a handheld? <laughs> That's not really a handheld. That's like a face held. It was marketed as a handheld. <laughs> what the? Oh, what? <laughs> so, anyways, what? Um, the uh. uh yeah, so I love these these chiptune demakes of Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles songs that are on the Is that Sonic what Pocket that was? Adventures. Did you could you identify that song, Johnny? Yeah, it's one of the racetrack songs from Sonic the Hedgehog Three from the competitive mode. I forget which one exactly. I know it's not Azure yeah. Lake. I think it's the Mine one, Endless Mines. I think it's that one. You sure, it's not unused in Sonic Three, and we should all, we should all get points, extra points. No, yeah. no, no. I, I I actually played the you competition. You already all got the answer right. What extra points do you you want i played got it right because the the question was easy but if it's an unused song new rule on jeopardy david if you use an unused song we're gonna get double points excuse me for legal purposes this is not jeopardy this is game Neptune quiz show excuse me yeah all right so um johnny knows way more than i ever could have anticipated about uh this game on this system so he has control of the board um johnny where would you like to go next sega for 300 please all right sega for 300. right this is the first game in the series to to be released first in north america before being released in japan Gentlemen, let's see some answers. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse has drawn a penis. Johnny has drawn a penis. And John says Shinobi 3, Revenge of Shinobi. That is incorrect. 
I'm sorry, the correct answer um, is this is Castlevania Bloodlines for the Genesis. Oh, okay. Oh, Damn. yeah, they did that. That makes, I guess, more sense in terms of being a series, goddammit. I didn't realize it was they released it in North America first. That's wild. I, I don't know why I thought they would release a fucking Shinobi game first in North America. Like, yeah. I mean, Shinobi is a Japanese thing. That's so why it's Castlevania. Am I overestimating how tricky you're trying to be here? Um, probably. I did my best to make, like, the 100, 200 questions easy, 300 tricky, four or five. Like, I, I did my best. Uh -huh. um, Unused act razor for 100. Look, I thought <laughs> the point is um, fighting vampires is a very European, North American thing. And it is. Castlevania is all about fighting vampires, and Castlevania Bloodlines, really good game. David, I have a question, and we can move on immediately uh, if you you know know the answer or not. Has Castlevania at any point featured a Blackula? God, I wish. Sadly, no. You don't think so, do you? It really feels like an oversight that by now, Castlevania has not featured a black vampire. You know, I know this is not where you were directing this conversation, but I will plant a flag and I will stake my ground. Of all of the weird black exploitation horror movies of the 70s, Blackula is the best. Like... Blackula is actually pretty good. Yeah, I bet. It is It is significant, significantly better than Blackenstein. I will say how, that. How do you feel about uh, Vampire in Brooklyn? Eddie Murphy. I'm sorry to say I have not seen that, so I can't really comment. Damn, dog. Just, uh, just a thought. You know, what Castlevania. I... Get away from the all-white Soma Cruz and go to... Uh, maybe a more urban setting at some point. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I, I would love Castlevania Black Bloodlines. It would be fucking awesome. Like what I what I do feel confident in commenting on is that you raise a very good point and thus control of the board is yours, John. Oh, Where are we wow. going? Thank you. Uh, I will do 90s kids for 400. Right. This is the first main series sequel to feature a crossover character from another series by the same publisher.
right, gentlemen. Um, this is probably the most wiggle room that we have. Uh, let's see some answers. So, uh, Jesse has what appears to be a stick figure in a dramatic embrace with a penis. Um, John says Street Fighter Alpha 3, sadly incorrect. Um, John Regan has the correct answer. This is Street Fighter 3 Second Impact. According to Capcom, the Street Fighter Alpha series is a sub-series, which means that Relento and Cody and Guy are not included. However, Street Fighter so it, 3 Second God, Impact includes Hugo from the Final Fight series. I was thinking Cody from Final Fight in Street Fighter Alpha 3. I apologize. Alpha is not a a main series. It's its own thing. So that's on me for fucking that up. God, (laughs) I'm getting stress itch. I I realize this is a tricky question. I apologize in advance. I did my best to clarify as much as I possibly could. I mean, that's on me. You, you fucking wrote main series, and I, I still wrote the word alpha. I didn't fucking think about it. Fucking Johnny's second impact over here, understanding the clue that, you know. But yeah, uh, Street Fighter 3's second impact, bringing Hugo in, fucking awesome. Because, you know, Street Fighter or excuse me, um, Final Fight was supposed to be Street Fighter 2, and then they were like, no, you can't make those the same game. They're totally different. And the Street Fighter 2 was born, but Street Fighter and Final Fight have always been intermixed, and I am always happy and excited to see Final Fight characters pop up in Street Fighter. I'm just surprised that it took four games to see Poison be brought in and then even then i think she was like dlc for street fighter 4 well i mean dlc or you eventually bought the ultimate fucking ultra arcade edition and she was there right um, yeah well the less said about the multiple versions of street fighters 3 4 and 5 the better also two. there's a lot of versions of two but you know, honestly they I'm didn't just really like- make a lot of versions of one what's the deal with that uh, one sucks. Yeah, exactly. But five also sucks. And they made a few versions of that, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just waiting for like, when are they gonna fully commit and put Hagger in a Street Fighter game? Frankly, it's got to be coming with the Street Fighter Six DLC. Like, I, I don't understand how it could. The game Honestly, takes place like, on the streets of Metro City. Like, he's got to show up. They gave Zangief a Hagar costume. They gave Cody a Hagar costume. Like. Hagar is one of the best characters in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Like, what is it going to take? Seriously, y'all. Come yeah. on. It's uh, it's way past time. Fucking man. Uh, no, you're right. I uh, I want it real bad. Yeah, if, if they announce Hagar, I'll buy Street Fighter 6 immediately. I'm, I'm still holding off. I bought the PS5. My wife begged me not to buy a Street Fighter game immediately, so I didn't go with it. I went with fucking uh, Final Fantasy for my starter game. Uh, but if they announce Hagar, I'll buy Street Fighter 6 fucking immediately. 
I love the fact that your wife is like, all right, you dropped this many hundred of dollars on a new console, fine, but don't buy Street Fighter, for I mean, God's she, sake. She knows me very well. She said, you know, I don't like the way you act when you play those games online. <laughs> I'm like, fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not looking to get angry. I'm looking to have fun. If I want to get angry on an online fighting game, I can play Super Smash Bros., you know, or, you know, some other such thing. Uh, I'll buy a fucking something I can't buy on another system and do. I'll do some offline gaming. I'll do some gaming for me. My best gaming in the last year has been Zelda. Currently, I'm enjoying Final Fantasy 16. She was right. I did not need to get into online fighting games. And then, of course, Jesse started streaming Mortal Kombat 11, and I, you know, paid for that. And that's fun because it's just, you know, it's fun little side distraction. I, I do take Street Fighter games online a little too seriously. And I say that as somebody who's not good at it. Like, I'm not MLG. I'm not looking to be good at it, but I, I still get angry when I fucking lose. So, um, yeah. If they announce Hagar, I'm buying the game. So, um... Yeah, if they announce Hagar, you're buying the game. They have announced Johnny as the person who is in control of the board. Uh, Johnny? 90s kids are 500, please. Yeah. All right, 90s kids are 500. The phrase red rum is painted on a wall in the police station of this game. podcast listeners john harrington was looking up sexy rule 34 <laughs> from star trek trying to get into it man trying to get into it all right let's see some answers all right jesse has a drawing of a penis uh john and johnny both say resident evil 2 that is correct So yeah, Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation. Um, one of, if not the most influential horror games that has been released. Meh. If you say so. You I mean, I said it with a questioning tone because, like, 
I've not really played a Resident Evil game, but I know Resident Evil was big in the 90s, so. Have you played a Resident Evil, or more correctly, have you played a PlayStation game? A PlayStation game? Yes. Any, any PlayStation games, have you played them? Yes. Okay. Have you played a PlayStation Resident Evil? No. Okay. Did you play Resident Evil on GameCube? Yes. Pretty good game. Did nice, you, little, uh, nice little update they did there. Did you play Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64? Because they managed to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did play that one, actually. That's the one I beat. I heard it has oh. everything the PlayStation 1 has. Like, they managed to cram it all into one single cartridge somehow. Yeah, it was good. And that's, that's amazing. Did they remake that one? I feel like they remade that one, two and three, recently. Yep. And four. Well, yeah. I, you know, fuck, I haven't even thought about touching four. I had enough fun with the original four. I don't need to remake four. Uh, I mean, but I, I feel I, like I they remade four, like, two or three times. Well, yeah, I mean, they ported it, but th- no, the new one is an actual remake. Um, but I would, I need to play these Resident Evil 2 and 3 uh, remakes, because I never played them. I wasn't a PS1 guy, and I I like Resident Evil. I think they're, uh, I think they're cool games. Cool, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, I like Wesker. I like Zombies. Nemesis is okay. Um, I, you know. I should get more into these. I've, I've played four. I've played five. Played a little bit of six. I got a PS5 now. I haven't touched uh, touched seven or eight. Yeah, those I'm, I'm saving those. It's hard to play M-rated scary games with a five-year-old in the house. I gotta fucking wait for him to go to bed, and by then I'm usually ready to go to bed. So it's tough, but yeah, Resident Evil's pretty cool. It it definitely seems like a a classic. 90 series and um jesse you played resident evil 2 so control of the board goes to you um let's do fan requests for 100 boom all right uh the WiiWare version of the game has never seen a release in japan and due to the shutdown of the wii shop channel never will which is ironic since that's where this game was made Reveal your answers. (laughs) 
So Jesse has drawn a penis uh, with buttons from a Wii remote. Uh, it's John, a weenus. So Jesse has drawn a weenus. Um, John has drawn a penis. And John Regan says, K-Story Wii. Judges? Yes, we will accept that answer. All right. I think it's uh, Cave... Oh, it's Cave Story. Okay, I see. It's, so it's is it just Cave Story, story or is it the Cave Story on the WiiWare? So uh, this is Cave Story um, multi-platform. Uh, this song didn't come specifically from the WiiWare version. However, the clue referenced the WiiWare version of Cave Story. So, yes, Cave Story. God, Cave Story is so good. Cave Story is so good. And it was like, just made by, like, one dude over the course of, like, what, nine years or something like that it took him to make this game. It um, was. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, you hear about, oh, yeah, this one guy made a game. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And every every one or two years, I think about Cave Story. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a fun game. And then I find one version of it, either the freeware version on PC or the 3DS version that was released on a physical cartridge. Like one of the multiple versions of this game and I sit down and play through it and it's like, oh god, this game is so good. Yeah, there's so many, um, like, ports of it, like, official and unofficial. Like, you can, uh, somebody was working on a version of this for the Sega Genesis, uh, so there's, like, an unofficial Sega Genesis port. <laughs> of um, course there is. There's, like, a Dreamcast version. <laughs> like, you know, you can play this game on anything you want nowadays. And that's, and that's one of the weird things. Like, I feel like when it comes to indie games, people kind of forgot about Cave Story, but Cave Story was in a lot of ways like, where did this start it? John, click away from your Rule 34 of Curly Brace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cave Story, God, what a fucking game. I like that John's Rule 34 is referencing an actual thing in the game, which is that you could find Curly Braces underwear at one point. Oh, really? Okay, hold on. Let me reopen it. No, don't. <laughs> no, yeah, like, there's definitely, like... That's... All right, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that's, that's one of the few things that I dislike about Cave Story is to get the best ending. You have to go through some, like, super convoluted series of events that you can only know by following some like game facts wiki thing like it's not telegraphed at all in the game but um yeah you can definitely find her panties yeah. okay well that's a yeah in fairness uh, yeah I, i'm clicking on the tamest rule 34 art for this stuff just so you know <laughs> oh yeah Try to find, you know, PG-13 rules for whatever we're talking about. Classy stuff, you know. <laughs> so, um, I didn't say classy, I just, you know. It's art. Uh, yes, so, exactly. Um, Johnny, as someone who found Curly Brace's panties, yeah. uh, control of the board. Where are those panties, bro? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Fan Request for 200, please. All right, each chapter represents the dreams of the main character on a specific night, with the state of their living room giving a hint about what kind of dream they'll be having.
Oh, crap. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, let's see some answers. <laughs> Alright, so uh, John Regan draws a <laughs> penis with a beard or possibly a penis vomiting. Uh, Jesse draws a giant corkscrew penis and uh, John Harrington draws a person dreaming of a penis. Um, nobody gets any points. The, right. <laughs> the correct answer is melatonin. Uh, thank you, Tay, for the request. That's uh, it, That sounds interesting. So I feel like this game was probably requested a lot in the radio chat, and I was kind of counting on that for the discussion. Was it? I don't, you know, I'm in the radio chat a ton. I don't think this is there Wait. yet, so. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I've heard this. On, I mean, I've been on the radio lately, but I don't think I've heard it on there. There is no Rule 34 art for this word. All right, cool. So, um... Thank you, Tay, for the request in our fan request category. Um, Jesse, you have the least amount of points. The board is yours. Oh, thanks. Uh, RPGs for 100. Right, RPGs for 100. Square Enix elected not to release the Nintendo 3DS version outside of Japan due to the decline in the system's popularity following the release of the Nintendo Switch.
All right, gentlemen, uh, let's see some answers. All right, so um, John Regan says Final Fortress with two penises. Um, sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse says Dragon Quest Eleven, and uh, John says Dragon Quest Eleven. Then fuck you, Sugiyami. There you go. Um, John and Jesse are both correct. Uh, this is Dragon Quest Eleven. Although, uh, technically, the subtitle is Echoes of an Elusive Age. Are you sure the subtitle's not Fuck You, Koichi Sugiyama? You know, I wish that was the subtitle. Wait, um, I'm, th I'm thinking of the, you know, God, yeah, that was the original release. The DLC, they updated the subtitle to Stay Dead. <laughs> Stay Dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, again, that that's not the subtitle. I kind of wish it was. Um, but yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. <clears throat> Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Fantastic game. One of my personal favorite games on the Switch, and a game that kind of cemented me as a Dragon Quest fan. Now, David, would it have been one of your personal favorite games on the Nintendo 3DS? You know. To be perfectly honest, I'm not 100% sure, because on the 3DS, I believe it was just the, like, pixelated top-down version, which on the Switch, you have the option of full 3D graphics or the, like, cute pixelated throwback version. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, this game, I feel bad because I want to talk about why I love this game so much but a lot of that gets into the story and I don't want to I don't want to spoil the story for any of you three who are planning to play it obviously Johnny I know this is your most anticipated game on the switch um, Johnny go ahead and while David's talking look up how long to beat Dragon Quest 11 I'm not gonna uh, that's gonna take me too long to even look it up I'm not <laughs> let's see this here this game starts off with, like, a very rudimentary RPG story of, like, you're a hero trying to collect a bunch of magic MacGuffins to stop an evil wizard. And, like, it, it seems really basic, but then eventually you get to a point where it takes a turn and it it has some twists and turns. And, yeah, this game is... This game's really good, and there is a cutscene in this game that actually got me to choke up and tear. Um, Ooh. This this is a really good game, and... The main story takes 58 hours to complete, David. I'm aware. That's, that, honestly, that's not terrible for a Dragon Yeah, that's, that's kind of low-end for high-end RPGs. That's, that's too many hours. Um, a dirty casual... A Dragon Quest game. Who's this? Yeah, fella? this. <laughs> oh no! no okay, no, no. stop. <laughs> yeah, it's <clears throat> Dragon Quest Eleven is a great game, and if you're if you're a fan of RPGs, I highly highly recommend it. And um, Jesse, you 
do not like the Dragon Quest games for their first person battle perspective, so yeah, control the board goes to you. Better. It is. It is much better. Um, but you still get control of the board. Um, two RPGs for 200. All right, RPGs for 200. In this series, players control between two and four characters, depending on the title. However, one character in this game can employ a copy block to duplicate themselves, letting you technically control up to 12 characters. says Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, so Mario and Luigi Paper Jam for the 3DS, the last Mario and Luigi game released. Heartbreaking as a fan of the series, but also a really fun game. I don't know, I don't Judging know by that silence, I'm the only one who played this, aren't I? Yeah, what's what's so heartbreaking about it? The Mario and Luigi games were really fun, and Alpha Dream did a, a really good job of like balancing fun mechanics and battle systems and just a silly story. And yeah, I I feel like a lot of people were upset at this game because it wasn't paper mario with mario and luigi instead it was mario and luigi and oh yeah paper mario is here like all right real quick david let me just send you on this one we got questions in the chat is paper jam good yes definitively good. yes okay that's good to know because it's a mario and luigi game not a paper mario game that brings me back to earlier is there a hard line between mario and luigi and paper mario games yes i feel like the, the mario series the mario and luigi series is better than the paper mario series that's what you're saying uh that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that they're two distinct johnny series. let's move on 
Excuse me, I have the tie. I am the host. Um, they're they're two different. <laughs> they're two different series, and they each have their own unique mechanics. And I feel like a lot of people were expecting this to be a classic Paper Mario game, and it's not. It's a Mario and Luigi game, but you also control Paper Mario, and Paper Mario is fun in this game, and. Yeah, this game is good. I will, I will definitively say this game is good. Why are her breasts so large? <laughs> you had to stop scrolling so quickly. I got no scroll room here. Aircraft carrier. No, 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 no. Jesus, I don't. All right, so. Every everybody got this correct, but Johnny has the most points. Johnny, control of the port goes to you. Jesus Christ! Let's see. I'm gonna go. R- I'm gonna skip ahead. RPGs 400, please. What the? Uh oh! Fucking Johnny, John. play that special what? sound. Oh shit! Oh, there's a special sound. Um, is it this one? No, no, that's not it at all. Shit, oh, I, it was the hat trick the sound. Oh, we talked about this like two a week, two weeks ago now, so I don't remember. All right. God, this hurricane is fucking everything up. That sounds so, like the hat trick sound. No, it's so. <laughs> please stop clicking over the big titty paper peach. So, um, I said stop clicking over. So I know uh, what the subtext was. So, uh, Johnny, uh, this is our daily double, so you get to wager um, an amount of points. Currently, you have 2,900 points. You can wager any amount of those. I draw. I, I, I play Jeopardy like I play GTA. Foot on the gas, pedal to the floor, <laughs> max speed. I'm doing a true daily double. 2,900 points, please. Alright, so uh, this was the first game made by the studio not based on an existing franchise.
John. Oh, sorry. All right. So Johnny says Jade Empire. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is Jade Empire for the uh, Xbox. Um, the first Bioware game not based on an existing franchise. What? Isn't Jade I mean I feel like oh, you, yeah. I feel like you could call the Empire of China like a franchise, right? Like Exactly. Thank you, Johnny. Give us each twenty nine hundred points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so many. There's so oh. many uh, uh, entries in the series. Like each dynasty is another mm -hmm. entry in the China series. So many kingdoms, and they're all romancing. <laughs> I'm gonna need. You're gonna need three thousand points. <laughs> no, because like Bioware previously made the like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic games and all that. And oh, that was that. Uh, yes. Please don't fact check me. I'm not 100% sure. God damn it. Jeopardy is a, it's a trivia show. It's based on facts. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just mean that, like, I don't know if that was this specific subtitle. The this point, house of cards is coming down. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. The point is, number one, this is not Jeopardy. Number two, Bioware made, like, a bunch of Star Wars RPG games, and then they decided to make one based on, like, Imperial China, and Jade Empire was actually a really good game. And I feel like we discussed this on Game That Tune previously? Yes. Um, it did come up recently. Um, I still haven't played it, but I remember reading the stuff about it, and it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, it was... It was one of those games that, like, I did not really give a shit about the Xbox, and then there were a handful of games, and this was one of them that made me go, like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I should invest in this American-made video game console. I didn't, but it made me want to. I've <laughs> <laughs> never been in the same room as an Xbox, but it seemed cool at the time. I mean, I eventually broke down and got a 360, but not the original. You still got that thing, though, huh? You know why they call it a 360? Because when you look at it, you make a 360. <laughs> That's so dumb. What? <laughs> you didn't finish it, Jesse. <laughs> you got to fucking finish your sentence. What the fuck were you going to say? <laughs> you make a 360, like... <laughs> All right, Jesse, so... <laughs> Jesse, as somebody <laughs> who made a 360, control what? the board is yours. What the fuck is that? Oh, this sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's go with um, second for 500. I'm sorry, um... I don't believe we have a category that's Sega. We do have a category called Sega. <laughs> All right, so this is the sixth game in the series, the third coin-operated arcade title in the series, and the first to be a one-on-one -on -one fighting game.
gentlemen. All right, so uh, Jesse has a penis. Uh, John Regan has two penises fighting each other. John Harrington has the correct answer. This is Golden Axe, The Duel. Goddamn right. All right. So yeah, this is Golden Axe, The Duel, the Golden Axe fighting game. That music definitely sounded like at the beginning there, just somebody mashing all the keys on a piano. <laughs> Yeah, how many quarters do you have to put in to get it to stop? <laughs> this this is this game reminds me a lot of Castlevania Judgment in the sense that like Ugh. a Golden Axe fighting game sounds really good until you think about it. Like, okay, so you've got the three main characters and then you've got Death Adder. And then who else do you have to pad out the roster? Like Does Golden Axe really have of fighting games worth of characters in it? I would argue no. What year did this game come out? Um, it was released in arcades and the Sega Saturn, so I'm gonna say 1998. Yeah, so the, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. was pretty dead by then. They could have brought Donkey Kong Jr. in as, like, a crossover oh. character to fill out the roster a bit. You know, I'm not gonna lie, having uh, an ape in a onesie definitely would have fit with the Golden Axe series. So you got Death Adder, you got Donkey Kong Jr., um, oh, Qbert maybe? I'm trying to think of other like oh kind of forgotten characters. Hey, Qbert's not forgotten. Well, not forgotten, but you know, unused. But that's just unfortunate. <laughs> Just reskin that Catherine game into a Qbert game. Honestly, I'd be super okay with that, but before we get too deep down the rabbit hole of what games Qbert could appear in now, uh, John got the correct answer, so control of the board goes to you. Who, me? Uh, yes, John. Um, fine, I'll go with uh, RPGs 300. Right, RPG 300, there are five unused variations of fanfare present in this game's files. Answers, if you please. 
Alright, so John has a drawing of a penis. Johnny says Final Fantasy Tactics. Jesse says Final Fantasy Tactics. They are correct. Damn. This is Final Fantasy Tactics for the original PlayStation. Yeah, I love this one. Um, yeah, Jesse, uh, anything you'd like to say about this game? I know this is one of, if not your favorite titles. Um, is it your favorite game of all time, Jesse? Tentatively, yes. Okay, good. Oh. It's it's pretty. I great. mean, I feel like it could be a toss up between that or Dragon Quest Slimes. You know, Rocket Slime. But yes, just checking. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty up there. Um, I think about it fondly. Uh, it's getting a remake, allegedly. So we'll see how that goes. Now, what are some of the tactics you get to use in Final Fantasy Tactics? Um, magic. Um, you can, uh, if you get behind people, you do more damage. Uh, so flanking and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> wow, that's, that's not actually oh. from the game. <laughs> uh, so... I will say one of my favorite like little things about the game is it has the coolest death sound in any video game. I think one of at least top five, but the sound hmm. of people dying in that game, is just the coolest like video game sound. Like, I know that sounds fucked up that it's like, Oh, I like the sound of people dying, but it's like a video game sound. And it's, I mean, like, cool sounds are cool sounds. Yeah. Can, Jesse, can you replicate the sound God. using only your uh, voice and throat for the uh, stream tonight? Oh, that's the cool. I mean, that sounds cool-ish. Like, it, imagine I was a robot doing that because it, you know, I'd be a PlayStation. So, okay, sure. Also, I'm... you could unlock Cloud, which was fun. It was a pretty cool little crossover thingy. Um, was the... this before or after FF Seven? This was after, um, okay. but like, um, there was a part, like, there's like a bunch of quests. If you do just right, um, you end up going like on this, like side quest that, um, like I always have to read a guide because there's like some certain things you can fuck up or, uh, some NPCs can end up getting killed off. And so if you keep them alive, then eventually you talk to someone and you get access to cloud. Uh, the one one fallback though is usually when you get a new character in the game, uh, they start at around the level that your other characters are. But whenever you unlock uh, cloud, he starts at level one. So like you have to like really fucking grind to get his uh, skills up. But he's pretty badass too, and it's it's just neat it's seeing like cloud and using the Buster Sword stuff and. In this game, do we have double jeopardy? No, yes. we've never oh, gone to double God. jeopardy. Okay. God, it it took so me long. a lot to find 25 games. All right, like, no, that would be insane. Oh my god, damn it, John. That appeared on our Twitch. That might get us in trouble. Well, well. what? It was a cartoon. What's the problem? Oh, Dude, oh my right, god. Uh, uh, Jesse, you got it correct. Control of the board is yours. Uh, fan request for 300. 
I have fan requests for 300. This game has a central theme of enlightenment that is communicated to the player through riddle-like interludes. Answers, please. That it, huh? Uh, yes, that is it. All right. Uh, all three of our contenders have drawn penises. Uh, sadly, that is not the correct answer. So, um, this is Zero Ranger for the PC. Uh, thank you, CX Strife, for the request. What? <sighs> So this is a game that um, CX Strife has been trying to get on the show for a while. It's a scrolling um, shooter. It actually looks really, really cool. Um, I feel like this probably should have been a request that we did on a full episode so that we could have multiple songs because the soundtrack is actually really great. But... Um, yeah, I, I sent out a request to a bunch of our fans. Uh, thank you to everyone who contributed. Sadly, I couldn't fit everybody on the show, but this soundtrack was a fucking bop, so I had to feature it. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, it, it does suck that you got too many requests and couldn't properly feature them like we normally do on GTT. However, this special game show edition of Game That Tune doesn't preclude anything from being featured on future editions of Game That Tune, so that's good to know. Because, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm intrigued by this game and soundtrack. However, it's not served well by being a uh, ridiculously obscure game uh, with a fantastic soundtrack on this Jeopardy edition. Uh, yeah, this is one of those instances you, where, honestly, for doing a fan request category, that you know that that really that takes Jeopardy to the next level. It's like it's like when Jeopardy, the real show, has like a like a video category where it's always you know somebody reading the clues from you know out in the field wherever they are. It's a uh, you know well done. It, it would only be made better by people actually uh, reading the questions via Game That Tune voicemail. So. We'll keep that in mind for future editions of uh, Game of the Tunes uh, quiz show. You know, I I thought about that, but also you can only do so much in such amount of time. And if there's anybody who understands doing so much in a small amount of time, it's John Regan. So control of the board goes to you. I'm going to go Sega for 100. 
Bayonetta was almost selected to be a playable character in this game, but she was left out because the developers thought that including her would affect the game's age rating. gentlemen all right we have a hat trick everyone says sonic and all-stars racing transformed this game oh man this game that's so good that's undeniable so good. classic i wish i did just re-release it yeah hd remake do it now you know I I feel like on the Wii U, this game beats Mario Kart 8. Yep. With Mario Kart 8 Deluxe released on the Switch and the booster course pack and everything, okay, maybe that game has an edge. But still, this game is... In a lot of ways, I feel like this is Sega's Smash Brothers. Like, obviously, it's a racing game and not a fighting game, but at least in terms of paying tribute and all of the details to the the Sega minutia like yeah this game is so good yeah I, I mean I know that you've always championed this game over Mario Kart 8 I think Mario Kart 8 ultimately is the better game but this game has a lot of charm a ton of charm uh, I would say that this game doesn't play as smoothly as Mario Kart and it tries to do things in a way that make it interesting but also not as good as Mario Kart. I would like Mario Kart 8 to take some lessons from this game and do like transforming courses and courses that change lap to lap things like that. I want more point to point races in Mario Kart. I want you know, I don't like those Mario Kart tour stages in which it's just the same fucking track over and over again, but they change the direction of, like, the turn arrows. I need something more like this game, where, like, you know, the whole track falls apart and you've got to, you know, suddenly fly instead of drive, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I feel like this game with some polish could be one of the funnest fucking racing games of all time. It's already quite fun, but... It, I don't know, like, I really like the game, but I went back and played it in the last year or so, and it's, like, 
the it, it, being on the Wii U, it can't like draw things at a deep enough distance for you to like do like good long shots with your weapons. It's trying to yeah, there, there's some there's some issues with this game that keep it from being better than Mario Kart, but it has so many good ideas that Mario Kart should steal. Great game though. That's the you know that's that's my thoughts on it. Like I I agree completely and in in light of what you have said, I think that Jesse is gonna steal control of the board and uh Jesse, it's up to you. Oh man. Um let's do fan request five hundred. Alright. Uh, this game and its PC version are slightly different, with the dolphin playing a more significant role in the PC version. Before John gets back, who wants to show their answers and disqualify him? Oh, I thought you were say who wants to show their assholes. <laughs> Why would you assume that's what, what I was going to say? There's been a lot of asshole showing, so... <laughs> Alright, so, uh, John and Jesse have both drawn penises. Sadly, incorrect. Uh, John Regan has the correct answer. This is Barbie Ocean Discovery on the Game Boy Color. Uh, thank you, Kerrigan. Oh, no. No, John. I've brought so, yeah. this one on the show before. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, Ker I, I put out a request to several of our fans. Kerrigan was one of them that responded, uh, requesting um, Barbie Ocean Discovery on PC. And I responded to them because I could not find a copy of that soundtrack. And they said, yeah, that's what happened when I requested this game. So just use the Game Boy Color version. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is definitely a game that happened. Um, sure it is. Is Robert Oppenheimer in it? Right. I was going to say, you know, how does this relate to the Barbenheimer? So you do actually 
in the PC version um, that I played, and when I say played, I mean watch the playthrough of, you do explore, like, the Pacific mm. Ocean in certain areas. I can only assume you get to the Bikini Atoll where atomic yeah, bomb testings happened that created Godzilla. Um, Man, and they would have people on, like, ships out there just in their, like, with their shirts off and be detonating, like, atomic Oops. bombs under the water. <laughs> and then they'd just be like, whoa, I made the water move around. Yeah. Hey, oh, sir, I got a suntan immediately. It serves up, then, bro. Like, yeah. And then next right, week, uh, they're like, we feel funny. What what what's going on, American government? Yeah. Real quick, I got a I got a story from you know fucking hurricane day. You know, it's been a fucking quite a day over here at the old Harrington house. Uh a you know, thankfully nothing happened to our house, but a tree did fall on my neighbor two doors up. And I went over there to help, you know, bust the chainsaws out, get the get the roof clear, get the roof patched. And I was talking to kindly Suzanne, whose house got just fucked up by this tree. And, you know, she was like, I got to tell you, John, that was the loudest fucking sound I've ever heard. And I saw Oppenheimer in IMAX last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, Suzanne. <laughs> I fucking, she said they're lighting a cigarette. Like that was the loudest fucking sound I've ever heard. And I saw Oppenheimer and IMAX last week. I'm like, well, it, you seem like you're taking it in stride. Your sense of humor is intact. So, you know, good for you, my dear. Let me let me fucking clean your roof. Did you kiss? <laughs> I, I, you know, no, there are a lot of a lot of us around. I'm just saying, the lady's got a great sense of humor. Tree falls on your fucking house, and she's got fucking. She's got jokes. She's I good. thought it was going to be like, that is the loudest fucking sound I ever heard. And I was a person on the Lucky on Five, the, the Japanese boat affected by radiation fallout in the South Pacific. <laughs> I once hid inside a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Suzanne Jones. <laughs> <laughs> of the Indiana Joneses. Um, well, well, John, as as neighbor to um, Suzanne Jones, you have the final pick of the board. All right, there's only one category left. It's Sega for 200. Let's do so it, David. Come on. So this game featured extensive absurdist humor, including several characters who wear Sega Dreamcasts attached to keyboards. I can answer this without hearing the music. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the fucking song, all right?
Alright, so uh, let's see your answers. Okay, what a shock. Everyone has the correct answer. This is the Typing of the Dead. What a closer. <laughs> what a game. Um, yeah, let's let's take the the type. You talk. I'm gonna search rule thirty four. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take the the House of the Dead series, this arcade light gun shooter game, and let's add a typing mechanic. Like, what a bizarre concept, but. In a lot of ways, I feel like that embodies Sega, especially in the Dreamcast era of, like, let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Like, this is the same era that gave us Seaman, you know. It's awesome, but I'm, guys, let me be honest, it's so late. <laughs> let's move on. It know. gave us Seaman, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, Typing of the Dead didn't give us Seaman, but... All right, so I mean, if you played it enough, it did. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come. So um, <laughs> let's let's move on to our final. <laughs> God damn it. Let's move on to our final category. Blue pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you go back to an overview of the whole board or no? I can do this. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on to our final category. So, uh, gentlemen, I'd like you to place your wagers. There's based no on way this. we can catch up. <laughs> no, based Johnny on... can fuck this up. <laughs> I could bet it all. Based on he this. He said he game. only plays at one speed. <laughs> so, gentlemen, go ahead and place your wagers based on this category. The category is games featured in this episode. What? How confident do you feel on games featured in this episode? As they're all writing down their wagers, I'd, I'd like to thank everybody who's watching us at twitch.tv slash game that tune. And if you do enjoy what we do, uh, please consider us, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash game that tune. I'd like to give a special thanks to our absurd fan tier Patreon producers, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix tier 2121, Beast Bond, and the Kerrigan. Yeah. So if you have your wagers all written down, here's the final clue. The first game in every category for the record, that is Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Spelling it out. Cave Story, Actraiser, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, and Super Mario Odyssey all feature what creature in common? Gentlemen, your time starts now. Johnny, hit the last song.
All right, Jesse, let's start off with you. Uh, what is your answer? Uh, I said dolphin. So, uh, Jesse, the answer dolphin, sadly incorrect. Okay. What did you wager? I waged all of it. 2,000. I think so. Uh, Jesse, uh, you closed the show with zero points. Uh, John, let's take a look at your answer. All right. I wagered 69,000 points, and I said centaur. You don't have... So, um, centaur is is not correct. You are you are out sixty nine thousand points. Um, Hundred negative sixty six. One hundred. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> so it it all comes down to John Regan. Uh, Johnny, what is your answer? I wrote dragons. Johnny said dragons. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform features a track based on Panzer Dragoon in which a dragon famously destroys the track halfway through. Dragons appear as enemies in Cave Story, Act Racer, and Dragon Quest XI, and the Ruined Kingdom in, in Mario Odyssey has a boss fight against a dragon. Johnny, you are correct. Yeah. And I'm sorry, what did you wager? 69. Johnny, that brings your total up to 69.69. Nice. (laughs) So John Regan has won this Game That Tune quiz show, which means August Absurdity Finals. It is John Regan versus me. I am... I'm looking forward to this finals. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Now, David, I'm going to give you a little pro tip here as we go into the finals. You should really delete the tags from your music before you upload them. God damn it. Oh, I knew it. I didn't know anything. David is just bad at downloading fucking video game tunes. He... Mm. No, he does a great job at dialing them. He just doesn't scroll them. <laughs> so yeah, um, August Absurdity Finals, right. uh, me versus Johnny. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, it fucking is, and nobody's gonna be able to see the episode, or the fucking, the song tags, because me and Jesse are gonna pick everything, and it's gonna be cleaned out. And Ooh. oh man, I'm. Uh, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, kudos to you, sir, for using everything, every way possible to win this episode. You know, frankly, I, I respect it. It's, uh, it's despicable. It's a scoundrel's way to win. But, you know, if David hands you 25 correct answers, how could you resist? I, uh,. I'm impressed, man. What am I? I we, it's not like, yeah, I download, I download all the music right before we start the show. So it's not like I would say, uh oh, David, you gotta go pick 25 new songs right now. Yeah, <laughs> in uh, it, it, five minutes. It, it, it can be fixed. <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's a lot that goes into programming oh. the show, and part of it is not David clearing the tags from the uh, songs that he chooses. So, look, good job. I I have Way to select. Go. 
I had to select 25 songs. I had to reach out to a whole bunch of fans. Like, I didn't have Five time fans. to delete tags. I, I didn't, I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting anybody to look at that shit. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> wasn't expecting Johnny to take advantage of two hurricane-stricken co-hosts. <laughs> Fucking Jesse and I got power back 15 minutes before yeah. the show started. Like you know, we did our goddamn best, and meanwhile Johnny's just sitting there studying the fucking episode tag. <laughs> so you know, well done, congratulations, Johnny. Guys, I you have know, another confession to make. Mm. I sent that hurricane. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was him all along, Johnny Harp. I can't believe it. He controls the weather. Uh, you know, I uh, son of a bitch. Diabolical scheme to win August absurdity. Send a hurricane our way. The uh, the Wednesday of the previous episode and this finale. <laughs> you know, like we we really should be wrapping this up, but you know you know what? We're going to overtime. So first week of September. Labor Day Wednesday. That's a thing now. Johnny versus David. Game that tune. August Absurdity Finals. A uh, a final coming up as absurd as this actual August has been. Um, my God. David, I want to say thank you to you for programming a great episode of Game That Tune Quiz Show a uh, truly fantastic thing that we do from time to time legally distinct and much more slower paced than the thing that it might be imitating you know we're uh, we're pretty professional at podcasting but we are no rest in peace Alex Trebek that guy could get through 60 questions in 22 minutes it took us three and a half hours to do 25 questions <laughs> so yeah it, uh, thank you to you for programming the episode Johnny will see you in the finals I'm pretty goddamn pissed um, and David take us home yeah, so um, as I said, uh, thank you for joining us um, on twitch.tv slash game that tune. We stream every Wednesday night uh, at 9 p.m. Central Time. Um, already gave a shout out, but we'll once again shout out our absurd fan tier Patreon producers Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and The Kerrigan. Um, I'd like to thank. You three, uh, Johnny, John, and Jesse, for competing um, in our August Absurdity tournament. And I believe that's all. Uh, Johnny, you have won, so you get to close out with bonus tunes. Do you have bonus tunes loaded? Uh, I do. Um, hold on. I put them. I still have my bonus tunes from a previous week. Da -da -da -da. Here they are. Um, yeah, so this is. Um, the Super Mario Odyssey theme done in a like jazz minouche style. Uh, I forget the vibe. Oh, here it is by YouTuber Adrian Holovati. All right, let's have a Super Mario Odyssey jazz minouche, a little uh, small bite to wet your palate for a further meal. Johnny, it sounds great.
Peace out, everybody. for 25k yep david read them out <laughs> you told me we didn't have to do that <laughs> david read the credits all right I damn sure didn't prepare that <laughs> all right we're out <laughs> lord <laughs> oh my god jesus christ <laughs> i've gotta go lead a vod <laughs> hey it's a great vibe. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Nate>, Jesse. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> it's been a fucking day, man. Yeah. If I can't fuck this Jeopardy thing up with suggestive art, <laughs> then what are we doing here? <laughs>